Welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. Thank you for having me. Okay. And we're talking <laughs> today about Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Keith loves to ride the dragon. No, oh, hold on, man. <laughs> it makes it sound like something else, yo. Who's <laughs> riding the dragon? Well, let's not use those words again. It's directed by John Francis Daly, Jonathan Goldstein. So, National Lampoon's movie, the vacation movie. Ed Helmut. Oh, um. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Game, game night, night. Yeah, that yes. game night movie. I think Matt and I had reviewed that one. That one was also pretty bad. It was also. It pretty... wasn't horrible. It was just, eh. It was yeah. just kind of. But yeah. the writers are Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, and Michael Guillo. The stars Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez. And Reggie Jean Page. Also, I mean, obviously, Dungeons and Dragons is mostly built upon a tabletop game. Keith probably plays that like probably once every weekend. Don't you? <laughs> I've never played the tabletop version. I played the computer games and read the books. Yeah, so. but I mean, there's tons and tons of games that are based off of D and D. Synopsis is a charming thief. And a band of adventurers embark on an epic quest, but things go dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. So the movie starts off with Chris Pond. He's in jail with Michelle Rodriguez. And this is kind of like more 13th, 14th century style life. And he's trying to get out of jail. And he's telling them their story about his life, his wife, his wife died. And he had a daughter, but somehow he wound up in jail. Turns out to be a little bit more than that, but he's trying to basically break out of jail to get his daughter. It turns out that Hugh Grant has turned his daughter against Chris Pond. And in order to try to get his daughter back, he's looking for like the tablet of whatever. So, Keith. I thought the movie was extremely entertaining. I was entertained. Even if I wasn't a fan, I went with people who were non D D fans. Yeah, because I think the last D D movie that one that had Marlon Waits in it was he in that one. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> the last D D movie was another one. So it looks like there was Dungeons and Dragons in two thousand. Dungeons and Dragons Wrath of the Dragon God in two thousand five. D D the Book of Vile Darkness in twenty twelve. Oh, I didn't see that one. All right, go ahead. Was played up as an adventure movie, so, so it's not the, a Game of Thrones, basically. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. You do not take the Game of Thrones seriousness of it. What they did do was they took the gaming aspect of it. Never played a tabletop role playing game before. Like I said, I played computer role playing games, but from known people my whole life who's played those games, and essentially the antics they got into play out like the stuff that they enact in those sort of things. So the tabletop games basically have one person who kind of controls the game itself. <laughs> the game master puts out the scenarios, has the other three to four, three to eight players roll dice and make decisions on how they're going to get out of something. Like you walk up to an inn, there's a door, the door is locked, you hear a scream inside. What do you do next? And they got to get in. So they all figure out how to get into the door and how to get into the end or whatever, like crazy scenarios. So essentially 
this movie was made up of all the crazy bad shit broken scenarios that occur in one of those D&D games that people talked about because everything from them asking the undead five questions and fucking it up by asking five questions that were completely unrelated to what they were looking for mm. um, by accident like stuff like that was happening all the time trying to figure out how to get across a chasm with just a rope accidentally stepping on traps not realizing that the traps because they weren't paying attention it is like crazy inane stuff that occurred it worked out extremely well i was surprised that the action was that good combat sequences were actually pretty good they didn't do any crazy quick cuts or anything like that they kept long steady cams and just let the action play out special effects were good I thought the acting was good chris pine did a real good job well, um, i would say chris played- pine is playing the same role that he would be doing in most movies star trek it's kind of like the same level of hey i'm just gonna be over talking that's all his character can do like he can't fight all he does is play the loot and is basically a spy for the most part he's a bard and therefore he progresses or does anything is through his charisma talks his way through stuff plans gets everybody pumped up and leads him off and michelle rodriguez she did a pretty good job she did all right playing letty and but in this case yeah i mean this role doesn't require her to do much not at all because what they mentioned Baldur's gate it takes place in a forgotten realm setting so it's in the same setting as Baldur's gate never win a nights all those games i give them kudos for taking the source material seriously but making light of aspects of the game the parts they made fun of was the scenarios that will happen within a game they didn't make fun of the actual source material or mock it or, or kind of play it up like or anything like that it craziness that can happen in one of those Dungeons and Dragons games and put it in the film. They didn't make it overly serious or try to give it some gravitas or anything. Really can't take it that seriously. About 90% of the stuff they were trying to throw out there actually worked out well. Diversity casting, I didn't notice it, didn't mind it. Yeah, it was right. Um, and most of the, the majority of the action sequences going to the women, that fits with the characters they were playing. So it made perfect sense how things played off expected middling action and special effects i was kind of shocked what i got and i'm glad that the story was fairly solid it was beginning middle end fairly solid story straightforward pacing was good nothing to really complain about other than i hope it makes enough money for a sequel and like to see more from yeah those guys. i want to say it made about 40 some million this weekend get some comments from mike i already made 71 i remember the game when i was younger i never played it didn't know a whole lot about it did play it when she was younger and she wanted to see this I, you know, I <laughs> body. So, like yo we went to go see john wick last week we could go see that again. <laughs> told me she's like hey i want to see dungeons and dragons she's like i got tickets for imax i was like all right cool i mean whatever i'm down yeah for, you know. so we're both right so there is one article saying that it grossed about 38 million is opening mm-hmm. night. domestic yeah and then the global box office is 71.5 million so we're both right. okay yeah, then went in, didn't really know what to expect. So John Mess when I got out, I was like, yo, I honestly was thoroughly entertained. Like this is a fun little movie. I I liked it. Yeah. Like for somebody that doesn't know too much about it, didn't even really know about the characters and all like I like the fact that they use practical special effects and makeup oh, as yeah. well as CGI. Because I I don't know, it felt almost like old Star Wars, old eighties and nineties. Yeah. Like you could see these real practical makeup pieces. Mm-hmm. And it looked really, really well. The whole thing just played out really good. Like you said, like it's beginning, middle, end. Like I was never bored. I was never waiting. Like, oh, you know, when the hell is this movie going to be over? By the middle of the movie, I was invested on like, okay, I want to see how this is really going to play out in the end. It kind of reminds you of like 80s movies. I'd probably say like something like Army of Darkness. <laughs> yes, that's a yeah. good one to take. Go ahead. Like, Army of Darkness, Big Trouble, Little China. It's a fun action movie. Go ahead. 
all the acting was good, even down to support cast. So I didn't even know who they were. I thought all of them played well. I think her name was, uh, was it Druig or something like that? The one that could shapeshift? Yeah. She did the owlbear. And I was laughing because she did the thing where she was picked the person that was slamming on the ground. We were like, oh, is that like an homage to Avengers when the Hulk <laughs> slammed Loki because it looked kind of the same? The humor worked. Like, I wasn't sitting there going, like, oh, this is corny shit. Everything was lighthearted, fun, and like you said, it's just really a fun movie. And then I think IMAX helped me because visually I was like, yo, where they're shooting. I'm like, even just the cinematography of it, like the locations where they're shooting at, it felt like a world epic, so to speak, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Everything is played well. Even Justin Smith, even though he's kind of basically playing the same. Yeah. Thing, I mean, that with all of them. They I'm all like, oh, them. that's that dude from Jurassic World. Like, oh, no, this is going to be trash. <laughs> yeah. Like, they all play put actors in roles that they would definitely be good at. Michelle Rodriguez is basically Letty every movie now. But it worked for this because yeah. of how the character was. It worked. And then, like, Bradley Cooper popped up. I looked and I'm like, is that Bradley Cooper? <laughs> so like, yeah. That's him. And I'm like, uh, yeah, play like a halfling. He's like, why is he so? What? This is crazy. <laughs> what is going on with this movie? Uh, everything worked. The story, the concept, everything just worked. Yeah, I would put it on one of those things. If somebody wanted to go see it right now, I would go. I would have zero complaints about it. I would literally go watch the movie again because it was entertaining top to bottom. And for me, it was just a surprise because, I mean, when I saw the trailer, I was like, all right, all right, whatever. I mean, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know why, but okay. <laughs> but compared to some other stuff I've seen recently, I'm like, this was damn good. Uh, I would agree with that. Well, for me, as Mike says, there's certain movies that are like, kind of like popcorn movies. This one definitely is a popcorn movie. You just turn off your brain and just kind of watch it. And I will say that I was entertained by it. There's a lot of movies like this out there, whether it be on Netflix, Amazon, or it, if it's come out in the theaters or something. People have gotten this wrong so many times. And Game of Thrones has pushed these types of movies a little bit more forward. And for them to not take that route, trying to make it all serious, and then just kind of make it a lighthearted comp. That type of movie where it's just like, it's a silly premise thing that kind of pulls it together is just... The ensemble cast makes it work and just kind of the yeah. unpredictability of what happens. So, I mean, obviously there's a main bad guy, partially Hugh Grant. Again, that chick that I thought was <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen for a hot moment. Chris Bond's character, he's doing the same thing that he would normally do in every movie, but for some reason, everybody's kind of playing their stereotypical characters and it works. You can't really describe why. One thing that I felt after watching this movie that I wanted to go watch Warcraft again. Probably will watch that at some point because that was not a bad movie. I think Warcraft would have benefited from a slightly similar approach. They could have done something like an, an Isekai thing where they just had some guy playing Warcraft get dumped into the Warcraft universe and he's like, <laughs> what in the shit is going on? And all that serious stuff playing out and he's basically trying like it's like, yeah, kind of the background character kind of giving understanding that I think Warcraft was too serious too for its own good. Well, I mean, yeah, um, it's kind of living in that Game of Thrones lane. Mm-hmm played out a lot better but i mean i'm watching this and the only reason my wife and my mother-in-law went to see this was because of Reggie jean and he was only in it for like what yeah he was like hey i'm done peace out (laughs) i think the reason why the movie worked was when his character left and chris pines is watching him he says yeah okay i like him and he's just gonna walk in a straight line i'm just watching him 
is he going to go around that rock? I can't stop yeah, watching. He's going to go down. around it. He's going to go over <laughs> yeah. it. He's going to go through it. Uh, he goes over it. That was fun. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And then the part where the dragon pops up, and then Michelle Rodriguez just goes, "That's a putty dragon." Like the dude's all serious now. He's a villainous dragon who's killed thousands. It's like, look, he's fat. It's like they just look at that like that's it's that's a putty dragon, and you got this fat dragon running around trying to kill him. And you're like, this is insanity. But five minutes before that. You had this action sequence that's straight up out of like Hong Kong's best. I'm just like, damn, this, yeah, this is like. Yeah, and I will say right. this also kind of reminded me of like something like Jumanji, like the more recent one, at least the first one. The second one was trash. Yeah, the second one was trash. Decent ensemble cast. It all kind of works out. Any other thoughts before we wrap up? I watched this in IMAX as well. And I thought the benefit from uh, the IMAX look. It's not necessary for you to watch it in with an IMAX. This was a good idea, and I'm hopeful that it doesn't get buried. I know it came out around the same time as John Wick, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, John Wick is probably having another strong weekend. Beat out John Wick just a little bit, but that's about it. Like, it's not going to. Yeah, we wanted to see it again yesterday. Except, uh, <laughs> my mother. Well, we had to take my mother along. Yeah, I remember and, you uh, said you were going to do that. Go ahead. And the theater was packed again. We had it on five screens. They said that the other one sold out so quick. They, like, switched their whole template and added a couple more screens to have showings all day because people were trying to get John Wick tickets. Like, luckily, this thing's only, what, PG? PG 13, but John Wick's rated R. So that's. There's that little bit, but even then, the people who would benefit from a PG-13 thing, there's still that stigma that <laughs> dragons is uh, uh, demonic or whatever. I'm hoping word of mouth is what give it that longevity. Uh, I think it won't I, be yeah. until it hits streaming. Once people kind of catch it, once it hits streaming, kind of like Dread. Like once the Dread hits streaming, it's like, oh, this is a good movie. I mean, while it's out right now, because I think Super Mario Brothers might be the next big movie. Yep, comes, comes on up. Wednesday. Yeah, so... Oh, wow, it's on Wednesday? Yeah, that'll nerf this yeah, thing. So, yeah, it's already kind of getting some pretty good reviews that I've seen earlier. Yeah, this is a weird year for this to come out, but, I mean, at the same time, my guess is that they were thinking that John Wick wasn't going to be that. Nah, yeah. <laughs> See, John Wick's will murder everybody. Might even murder Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody, like, saw John Wick just, like, killing it the way it did, but, I mean, they kind of should have, because... I, I mean, really, this movie here. probably should have came out January, February, because Ant-Man would have been that. You got to avoid a Marvel. You can't come and... and yeah, I'm just saying, this know. movie could have gone up against Ant-Man and won. It could. It could have <laughs> yeah, taken out Shazam, too. Ant-Man oh. dropped 67% the second week. And this is the least grossing Ant-Man movie out of the three. I hate that second one, yo. That second one is trash. The second one was just filler to get the whole Quantum Realm thing established so it made sense when they did it in Endgame. Which, again, you don't really have to do that shit. Endgame would have still worked if Ant-Man would have showed up and said, hey, you ever heard of Quantum Realm? Fuck, let me tell you about it real quick. <laughs> well, the other thing that came out was Scream and uh, again, this movie uh, beat Creed. That. This movie would have beat that, too. I don't know if it would touch this that. This movie would have beat that. Definitely would have beat out Cocaine Bear, but I think, <laughs> I think they were trying to avoid getting caught in the Marvel. Uh, I mean, because uh, at this point, your tempo movies would be definitely May. At that point, you really can't do anything because doesn't Mission Impossible come out this year? Oh, God, yes, it does. Yeah, so, yeah, so you can't. It's like <laughs> November, right? In the November, it's not summer, right? It's it, no, July 14th. It was supposed to come oh. out last year and they pushed it back. 
And then trust me, I know that date. Oh shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Fast X, mm-hmm. Big shit. Mike's crack cocaine right there, yo. Boy, yeah. have mercy. My guilty pleasure. So, so Mike just said, yeah, put it in my veins, yo. Put it in my veins, yo. Vin Diesel gonna drive off a cliff. How about but the trailer already shows he was doing some ridiculous shit? But like I said, at how this about point, the parachute, yo? Anything less now, that's on you. You gotta stop questioning anything the Fast and the Furious does. You know, Tyrese and Ludacris went in space. This sums up. Yep. If your brain is still operating after that bit of mess, you got like some issues. It started Again, going wrong when they had a tank. Your brain was operating after the rock turned the missile with his bare hand. Oh, so at that point, you should have already been it, on the train of. Vin Diesel don't matter. Flew across two bridges, yo. <laughs> no, that ain't nothing compared to the kids. Doc Martens and did an atomic stomp and collapsed the yeah. whole building. At that point, you got to let this shit go. Yeah. yeah. The wife and I watched the Fast and Furious movies again, and she skipped Fast and Furious, the one right after. Uh, oh, shit. That's the one that you don't skip. Yeah, I, told, I, I told her, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm watching from the beginning when the good ones start. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. You need to watch Fast and Furious. You need to watch what Fast and Furious. You, you skip Tokyo Drift. You start with Fast and Furious, all right? You watch the Fast and the Furious just to get a, a taste of the 90s nostalgia <laughs> blast too fast too and furious <laughs> you can watch too fast too furious so you know what Tyree said then you watch fast and furious when vin diesel came back when the whole crew squad came back that's when we saw she's like oh, okay and i'm like and so when i watch that i'm like i'm looking at that tunnel sequence i'm like that's a long ass fucking tunnel been driving for like 10 <laughs> fucking minutes at 100 miles an hour that's like that runway I wasn't thinking about the airport runway being long. I mean, yeah. right, okay, okay. Physics got broken in that movie. That's when the physics broke. I that understand. Long as Mexico, bro. <laughs> it was a long ass fucking tunnel. Like, okay, now I understand when the physics broke because they just been driving for days and they were hauling ass to that shit. Then Fast Five came out. And I'm like, oh, there we go. I'm like, okay, all right. I got you. I got you. There we go. I'm down with this. But all right, let's go to scores. So does this get a ten because there was one dragon in the movie? Two dragons, goddamn it! One dragon. Flashback with us. There were two dragons. One of them was a little pudgy. The other one had a little cameo. He's a black dragon named Rotraxis. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, that was his name, yo. Right. Look. Oh, keep the black dragon. dragon. He spits acid, yo. Keep on right. riding dragons. That's how he was doing. They, give me a fucking dragon, though. Would it be three because of the the stone one at the end? Yeah, he, he was fake. That was kind of fake. Man, an actual bronze dragon. Yeah, like, look, right, look bro, keep, keep up there critiquing the dragon. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. All right, bro. All right, let's continue. Like, it had two dragons, Joe. It had two dragons, and I watched this movie again in a heartbeat. So I'm gonna get this thing an eight. All right, this is wrapped there. I could not have asked for better. Plus it surprised me with how good it was so i'll give it an extra points just for doing that much solid solid popcorn film it is unfortunate that it has caught up in the wake of john wick <laughs> but they should have known that keanu reeves was going to sell tickets they, they didn't have a choice they, they, they didn't have a choice i understand and well I'm hoping... i mean i think the comparison between this and john wick might not be warranted because I mean, this is a more family movie. You probably should be watching John Wick. <laughs> but you do take the kids to this one, kind of get something out of it. It's like, hey, you know, we spent maybe like an hour and 45 minutes in a movie instead of spending three hours watching John Wick. <laughs> but go ahead. I agree. Well, yeah, I'm hopeful that this garners enough 
to warrant the sequel because it, it deserves it. it. It deserves it. Filmmakers did a good job. The writers did a fantastic job. Directing is good. Action was good. Special effects. Everything was solid, man. Solid movie. Hope for the best. Give it an eight. All right, Big Mike. I'm going to give it an 8.5 considering that Unlike Keith, I don't really know much about it. <laughs> and the fact that I went in but and the wife knows. that I would go see it again, I had to add the little point five on. Like oh, I said, yeah. I was thoroughly entertained. I thought it was good. I said, I had no expectations, so maybe that helps with it too. But like I said, I, the whole movie worked for me from top to bottom. Like, <laughs> was not bored one time. I was sitting there like, yo, I would watch this again in a heartbeat. Thoroughly entertained, for real. So. I hope it gets a sequel. I'm going to be honest. I'm on board. <laughs> it works. All right. Well, I'm going to go 7-5. And it was entertaining. was enjoyable. Coming off of John Wick, where it was just like this constant action fest. I mean, where this one, some story, just kind of wackiness. But yeah, I mean, it was unexpected from a perspective last week. It was just like, it was probably good just to have a short movie that you can just go in and see, go out, and there still be daylight outside. <laughs> At least see a sequel to this. Again, you kind of have that Jumanji comparison where first one's fine, the second one, not so much. But if you can keep up that same level of humor, the same fleshed out story, I mean, it should be something that you can at least make two to three movies out of and kind of be done with it. Beast Game Podcast, Ride the Dragon, Keith. Woo! Yeah. Wee! <laughs> All right.